Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Dillon Show. Here with Ben Avery, our producer from a temporary studio, an undisclosed location uh, in Los Angeles, California. R.I.P. Norm, out the gate, uh, the worst story of the year, hopefully in comedy. Um, you know, uh, Norm MacDonald passed away, one of the greatest comedians that's ever lived, uh, respected by everybody in comedy, no matter what kind of type of comedian you were or what you believed politically, everybody loved Norm MacDonald. You were obsessed. Huge fan. With Norm. Yeah. yeah. And when Norm... You know, retweeted us. I remember that was like a massive day. Yeah, right. I don't huge. remember what video it was, but when it was he, the OJ one. Yeah, I mean, he was just a fucking. Mm. That retweet was like everything when that happened, mm. and then he said some kind things about some of the stuff we did on Twitter, and uh, that was awesome. And you know, some of the videos we put out and some of the clips of the podcast, he had said uh, good stuff about, and that just makes your life as a comic, mm. right? To have someone like that appreciate what you, especially because my story with Norm is not, it doesn't start out great because I did uh, Last Comic Standing mm -hmm. in 2000 and whatever, it never aired. Uh, and I did my joke and I did well. And it was him, it was Damon, Damon Wayans and Roseanne. Roseanne, yeah. And Roseanne liked me. Damon Wayans, like, he was like, not, he was just like, yeah. He just like <laughs> smiled and laughed. I think he said right on. I don't know what he, he was just like barely there. Like he wasn't, I don't remember anything either way. And then Norm was like, how many years have you been doing comedy? I'm like, four. He's like, what? It takes 10 years to be a comedian. What are you doing here? I was like, oh. And I remember that was the biggest gut punch I got in stand-up. And I remember being at the Hilton by uh, where they shoot all those shows. By where is that? Universal City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, area? Yeah, yeah. I was in the Hilton and I was just like, like, I couldn't even eat. I was like, this is horrible. And I spoke to that one of the comics I was staying with at, at um, that point, and he was like, last comic standing. He's like, you go in there, and they pay legends to tell you not to do what you love, which is kind of what. But I got over it. I kept doing it, and then he became a fan of us later on and a lot of shit we were doing. And he was right. You know, I was a four-year, five-year comic then. It's like, you do need more time to mature. Um, he did some hilarious shit. This clip is so funny. Yeah, I was wondering if we could play uh, this. From yeah. The View. Yeah, I mean, there's just, by the way, you can go on a binge of Norm McDonald stuff because all of it is funny. You will lose hours of your day. Every rant, every joke. You go back through SNL mm -hmm. when he was doing Burt Reynolds. I mean, just there's nothing that's not amazing, but... Play this from The View. We don't want any more murderers. I no, think we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. Who are the murderers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you know, we're not allowed, <laughs> no, you're not allowed no, to put out no, no, no accusations without That's a little Charlie. too far. That's the way it does let's work. Just, let's just go on to the next question. Uh, yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, it's not mine either. And I'm being very nice, okay? <laughs> Be a good boy. Now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No. Listen, no, we don't need I to don't talk want to get about into this, And I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Oh. Let's get on to it. Exactly. There you go. This is a live show. Why? But you have been properly chastised by Barbara. Oh. So I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut no. up. Shut up. Okay. Let me do this, okay? okay? I'll tell you what's a matter of record. You will not be invited back if you don't shut up. Uh, All right, now. What is Star Jones doing now, by the way? Like, where where did Star Jones land? It's interesting. Let's see. What is she up to? I think she did, like, a whole weight loss thing, right? Was that the direction she went in? Star Jones is an American lawyer. What is she doing now? She she left The View in 06, so, I mean, to see what she's doing now. I don't want to lose too much of the show. <laughs> 
I don't want to be there like 30 minutes into this. We're still like, yeah, we don't really know. Uh, so she went from The View to her original network, Court TV, now rebranded right. True TV. Um, then the final episode of Star Jones aired on in 2008. And I don't think she's done much since. Yeah, well, she's it. in an episode of The Impractical Jokers. Did you oh, know that? Oh, interesting. Well, it's controversial because all the Jokers dress up like her. <laughs> they they put on fat suits and they do blackface. <laughs> and they all, because the whole joke is that none of them know mm -hmm. that the other three are also Star Jones. Uh. The uh, a fun show uh, called The Activist, which um, was going to debut on, I don't know, one of these networks that wants nothing to CBS. do with me. CBS. The Activist uh, was announced, and it was going to be a reality competition show where uh, people competed mm. to be crowned the best activist. In a battle for relevancy on social media. Yes, yes. It was it was something that I would pitch as a joke. Uh, CBS decided to actually fund and make a show where people would compete compete to be the best social media activist. Mm -hmm. And when I criticize celebrity activism, it's not so much that it's not that it's I'm not saying like, oh, it's not good. I'm saying it's not real. Like, it doesn't exist. See, it's, depending on the way you feel, it might be misguided, but it it's not even happening, is my point. It's just people talking. Nothing's going on. Occasionally, there's some charity or slush fund that you can't really trace where the money goes Occasionally, there's a, a fundraiser where people go and eat nice food and wear designer clothing, and they all write checks, mm -hmm. and then a portion of that money gets funneled to something that may help someone somewhere down the line. But it's not really like direct action, right? Um, and this is this is really what it is. And every now and then, Hollywood like does something that's so heinous that they have to disavow it. Usually, they try to defend what they do, even though they're on very shaky ground. Like the Imagine video, people are like, it makes people happy. Shut up. You're a cynic. You know, remember that when everybody got together in the beginning of the pandemic? When everybody was unemployed and everyone was shut down and nobody had a job and the uh, hero nurses we've heard endlessly about are all supposedly the nurses found that comforting, I guess. I don't know. We couldn't get them PPE. They were wearing garbage bags. But apparently seeing Gail Godot and all these people sing mm -hmm. helped them. But Hollywood every now and then just does something so egregious that they have to immediately go, hey, our mistake and retool. And the activist competition, it's like The Apprentice yes. for Black Lives Matter activists. <laughs> Truly. No, it's The Apprentice for woke activists. On Instagram, like, you know, the, the tits out, mm. you know, you, we've all seen the Instagrams. Every hot chick on Instagram and even most of the hot dudes, the profile picture is like BLM, make sure the pronouns are in there, she, her, BLM, here are the tits. That was the show. They said, let's find hot, attractive, socially conscious activists to basically go and fool the world using CBS, which is a pretty large platform. Let's bring on people to play a trick, to play a joke on the world uh, and say that they are really concerned with activism but have the time to participate in a reality show on CBS mm -hmm. in the midst of their very busy careers as activists. They have the time to do a reality competition show. Some would say it's a frivolous endeavor. Oh, no, no. It's going to get them a lot of new people to follow them on social media 
so they can continue to do better activism. Okay, this is this was the plot of the show. This, by the way, you don't realize how long or how shows have to get made. There's a process. And I've been through the process many times and it's never worked. But I know the process. There are layers of approval that you have to get from many different people. It's not just like one person goes, let's do it. Mm -hmm. This idea had to climb a ladder of multiple people that had to sign off on this saying that this was a good idea. Mm -hmm. Also, this didn't start yesterday. This idea was not hatched a week ago, which makes me think that this idea probably came to an executive during the riots. Yeah, the timeline makes sense. The yeah. timeline does yeah. make sense. Yeah. So during the riots, <laughs> after the murder of George Floyd, which was fucking, and like it was an execution killing mm. of George Floyd, and, and all of these things that we're all figuring out, Tamir Rice, this, this poor kid who got shot, mm. you know, who had a BB gun, and all of these different things that had made people really start talking about policing and rights and all that. During this time, someone in the town that I'm in right now had an idea for a show. They had, they were looking at all these people on social media. Remember the black square? I put one up. Yes, I remember. The black square. Mm. I didn't know. I thought we're all going to be, it was going to be a collage or something. <laughs> didn't turn out that way. The black square after, because you just, if you were white the next day, you put, you like, you were just like, hey man, here's the black square, because that's nuts. I don't want to stand on anyone's neck because we all know. And listen, it was a CIA psyop, mm. sure. But sometimes, every now and then, you just go. Sometimes a CIA psyop is better than people going. Why the fuck did this piece of shit not post a black square? Mm. You look like you wouldn't post a black square. So I threw up that black square, and because that was, you know, people were really figuring out how they were gonna. Like, be like, hey, man, this shit's fucked up. Like, I'm not, I don't go in with the narrative that all cops are horrible people, but there's a problem, right? You can't stand on someone's neck for nine minutes. Mm -hmm. This is an issue. Um, around that time, when people were having those discussions, around that time, uh, when people were calling for these ridiculous things that have been reversed, like defunding the cops and... Mm -hmm abolishing the cops when none of that really works. But around that time, someone in, in the town I'm in now uh, said, there's a show here. That's what they said. They go, there's a show. There's a show. <laughs> they had to do this. They had to sit in a room and do this. With other executives, they had to go, we're so focused right now on positive change. No, this is what had to happen. And Ben's laughing because he knows this is exactly. There were tanks rolling down the street at this time too. If no, you no, no. The country was on the brink of like, I don't, I, I don't want to say civil war, but whatever was going on was. I mean, I remember smoking a cigarette in Palm Springs. I was on the phone with Giannis, and we were watching these riots. We were going, "This is fucking crazy." We're on the phone for two hours. I smoked like two packs of cigarettes, just staring at these things. It was unbelievable. Just things getting lit on fire, and it was crazy. Yeah. During that time, someone went. You know, we're all, you know, in a meeting. And maybe it was a Zoom meeting, probably. Nobody's yeah. in the office. Yeah. So on a Zoom call, they went, you know, there's just this young generation of <laughs> activists that we really respect. You know, think Parkland. You know, think David Hogg, Emma Gonzalez. You know, <laughs> they're young. They're hungry for change. They're smart. They're well-spoken. They're telegenic. Mm -hmm. We just feel like the, right now this moment is so important. They love the word moment. They're like, this moment is so important. What we want to do is pit these activists against each other on television in a competition setting and have them do... And by the way, we haven't even... We have not even gotten, God help us, to what the challenges would have been. Because in a competition show, there needs to be challenges. There needs to be uh, something introduced as a variable to see who survives and who does not. There's got to be, remember, you know, the, at the end of like any competition show, Survivor, you're off the island, mm. Project Runway, whatever, 
Top Chef, pack your knives and go. Going back to the weakest link. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. All of that. You're out. So they had to dismiss. There was going to be a way to dismiss these activists. I don't know mm-hmm. what they were going to say. It was designed to show so those long hours and ingenuity that activists put into changing the world. I mean. What were the challenges going to be? Like, what, what I mean by that is this is a competition show. Right, of course. So there's got to be some type. Because, by the way, they had these discussions, too. They were like, there's got to be some type of uh, competition here. Uh, otherwise, people are going to get bored pretty quickly. So we need a challenge. Like, we need to see who, do, like, should we drop all of the people off in Ferguson? <laughs> This was talk. This was real. These were conversations that were had on Zoom by production companies and networks. Should we drop them all off in Ferguson for the anniversary of Michael Brown's death and see what they do? Would that is that going to play? Should we drop them off in Ferguson and see what they come up with? What will they do? What if they each have to do memorials to Michael Brown, but they each it they eat like like one they all choose the memorial. Like some are gonna do a parade, some are gonna do like a sit-in, some are gonna do like direct action, some are gonna do like and 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 we have to see who does it better. We have small teams of activists. I mean, what was the show gonna be? Was that do they describe what the show was gonna be? So this person that was on the show, Alicia O'Sullivan, an Ireland-based activist and speaker who works to raise youth awareness on climate change. She just wants to bomb Protestants. (laughs) That's not activism. (laughs) They got an Irish? What? She told the Daily Beast that she was contacted about appearing on the show. By the end of her interview, she recalls she got the sense that no one quite grasped the concept of activism. So whatever these challenges idea. they didn't know what it was. Here's... Hollywood doesn't know what activism is. They think it's just another kind of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Hollywood thinks activism is just another way to build a brand. Mm-hmm. They think it's like skateboarding. Mm-hmm. They think it's like, uh, you know, somebody who's like uh, into like yoga. They don't understand that it's supposed to have like an effect. <laughs> they don't get it because they don't want the effect. They're living in $10 million houses. They they don't understand. They think that, like, activism is just a brilliant way to build a brand. Mm. They just, they don't get it. Mm. They have no idea. They don't. They're like, oh, so you're the activist. So you, like, care. So we love it. You're, like, socially conscious. You're woke. You're young. You're hip. I'm loving it. Are you biracial? Perfect. You have the burden of educating one half of your family and the legacy of the other half of your family. Love it. I'm eating it up. You are perfect. You're 23. Ivy League educated. Perfect. Grew up in the suburbs, but you had cousins in the inner city and visited them. Yes. This is what we want. Now, the goal of this, of course, for you is a book deal and Netflix. Yes. Well, I want to change criminal justice for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. We all do. But the immediate goal here is we'd like to build your socials. Mm. Do we see merch? Do we see a clothing line? <laughs> do we see a clothing line? That's what Hollywood is. I mean, they just it's not a town uh, built by good people for good people. This person said, so this person, Hogan, they said they kept pressuring me to answer questions in a very certain way. When I was recounting my personal story, they very offensively told me that I sounded like a robot. I just felt so much pressure in those moments that I literally reached a breaking point on the call and burst into tears. I guess that was the most horrifying moment because then there was the pleasure on his face like, yes, we finally got the shot. We finally got you breaking on camera. Yeah, well, that's what it is. This sounds more like a documentary than a reality show. I don't see any... No, but they've changed it. Yeah, now they've changed it from a reality show to a documentary. It was going to be a competition. A reality show where mm. they, the, there's a winner. I saw they had metrics with social media followers. It's kind of all I could tell. Yeah, from- no, because, again, their concept of <laughs> activism is social media followers. So to them, The Rock is the biggest activist. Right. No, no, no. And to people in Hollywood, The Rock is the most successful activist in America. Mm. 
because he's got what 115 million Instagram yeah, some followers, like 150, something yeah, like that. Some crazy. So he's the most successful. Okay, so that's the metric they decide. <laughs> the Jenners are the second most successful activists in America because it's all based on social media followers. That's great. Again, if you haven't been in this town or dealt with any of these people, this comes as a shock to you. Right. But it doesn't come as a shock to me. What comes as a shock to me is how quickly they disown it. And you know why they disowned it? Because uh, who's this? Usher? Uh, Julian Hugh and, and Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra, Chopra Jonas. Jonas. Who's that? Joe Jonas's wife or one of the Fred Joe? Who are the Jonases? Did I say Fred? Well, the, there the, is a Freddy one. Bonus Jonas. They, he hates being called that. Uh, I think he just lives in Soho and does crack. <laughs> the baby Jonas. What's his name? Well, there's only three. No. Oh, there is four. Who's the, who's the- Kevin Jonas, Joe Jonas, Nick Jonas, and then who's the fourth? The fourth, I read about him. He just He's just in New York all day, and he has anxiety, and he's on TikTok. Frankie. He's on TikTok. There he is, there he is. He's on TikTok, and I think he does pills, but I don't know. So, you know what happened? They announced a show. Now, you got to remember, these celebrities all signed on to the show. Mm. So, they shouldn't be able to get out of this. Because right. they all signed on. Like, she signed on because, you know, they needed a woman of color. They're right, like, we're going right. to go with you. And then they go, we're going to go with Usher. And then who's third here? Julianne. Julianne Ho? Who is this? Just like a, like a American dancer. Yeah, like a not like nothing. Oh, she's a nothing. Yeah, she's, she's nothing. She's literally nothing. So they have. She's just there to be white and blonde hair and sit there and not scare everybody. Oh, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, the, the way networks think about Julianne Howe is they go, "We need a white chick in there, so that people don't automatically <laughs> feel like they're being brought before a tribunal of people of color." Yeah. So we need Julianne Howe, who looks like. You know, some girl who walked out of a barn. They all signed on to this, okay? And um, they filmed it. Please leak this footage. <laughs> I want to see this so Listen bad. to this. Usher, Priyanka Chopra, and Julianne Ho set up for The Activist, CBS competition series from Global Citizen. And let's read a little bit about the, the deadline release here. And you didn't have to wait long. I'm so excited to announce I'll be co-hosting The Activist. We're going to meet six... Incredibly inspirational people paying it forward in this world. Stay tuned. CBS and uh, producing partners Global Citizen announced the format switch, saying the activist was designed to show a wide audience the passion, long hours, and ingenuity that activists put into changing the world, hopefully inspiring others to do the same. Right. That was the goal. Right. That was the goal. However, it has become apparent the format of the show has announced distracts from the vital work these incredible activists do in their communities every day. Like making them do three-legged races or whatever like whatever they were going to do, right? Making them cook. The push for global change is not a competition anymore. I want this show as it originally was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Give it to me mm -hmm. as it originally was supposed to happen. I want a contest outside of a Planned Parenthood. That's what I want to see. I want to see Julianne Ho judging the photos of um, whatever, women in guillotines or handmade tail. Mm. Like I, I could see like somebody doing a handmade mm. tail thing mm. outside of a Planned Parenthood mm. and... Like Julianne Ho and Usher and Priyanka, they're all sitting there and they're like, that was brilliant. Mm. It was socially conscious. It was now. The Handmaid's Tale such a big show. And we just love the way that you took pop culture elements and infused your activism with it. You remain. And then there's just claps, mm. you know? And then somebody else, they're like, <laughs> they're like, you came out here with just the law. Mm. And you had these tablets that looked like Ten Commandments, but they were like the rights of women. We just felt that it didn't connect. We felt that the tablet seemed a little weird, a little religious, which is actually kind of what we're fighting. Mm. And I know that you were trying to repurpose religion for, uh, you know, obviously a pro-woman moment. Mm. But we just felt like it, it didn't really, it didn't, it didn't work. And we are so sorry, but you are going home. Please give me that show. I want that show. I don't want a show where 
I'm just going to be introduced to these people. No. And they're so tone deaf, you think that they were, they were fighting. Before this change, they were fighting to like go to Kabul, like go to Afghanistan and like help people for the season finale. Yeah, no. The executives at CBS were like, we need something big for the season finale. They would have brought out Michael Brown's mother. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. These people are so soulless. They are soulless. They would have offered her a lot of money. And they would have brought her out to crown who's the top activist. These people don't have souls. I'm talking to everyone I've met, okay? Mm. I, everyone I've met in Hollywood that's in these positions, they desperately want to convince themselves they're not evil. Mm. And they don't. they just don't know how. That's why they step in shit like this. Like, they don't understand why this would be offensive. Mm. They don't understand the difference between activism and performative activism. They don't get why activism can't be a competition. They don't understand why having the most social media followers at the end of the day doesn't make you the best activist. Mm. They don't get it. They have no commitment to changing anything except their own personal circumstances, which include a newer Tesla and a nicer house. Mm. That is it. They will tweet about capitalism and about feminism and about intersectional, and they will tweet Tweeting and then they'll put the phone down on a marble table and then they will drive their kids to private school. That is what's happening, truly. Mm -hmm. You know, AOC and the eat the rich dress. I didn't really talk about it or, you know, tax the rich at the Mm -hmm. mat. I don't care anymore. I can't get invested. I'm not going to be one of these people who like polices the price of AOC's shoes all day. (laughs) Like these guys that are like, she's wearing Balenciaga boots. Like, guys, there's more on, there's more to life. Mm But it is just funny. We've kind of reached peak satire where AOC goes, no, 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 it's my job mm. to be here. This is part of the suffering mm. that I must do. I am. It is, it is not easy. Like people on Twitter were like, it is hard for her to just face the people she's going to tax. This is difficult. I'm like, it's not difficult. She was invited, so it's clearly not that difficult. <laughs> Number two, she's not throwing a scare into anybody over there. They're all fine, mm. okay? Um, but she acts, you know, like, again, like, this is a little awkward mm. and it's a little strange to see all these rich people with the tax of rich trust. But they all love it because they know it's also pretend. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's fake. We're finding out a lot of these people refuse to take the vaccine, too. A lot of these A lot of the Hollywood people, yeah, well... Again, they have the access to like the best medical mm. treatment, right? Like now I have a lot of money. Mm. So I have access to better medical treatment. Mm. Now, because I'm fat, I would still take the vaccine because COVID is a holocaust to fat people. Mm. And I just paid <laughs> 10 grand to get into some doctor concierge service where I sat there and the guy goes, Don't have dessert. I said, Thank you. <laughs> we that's literally I paid like $10,000. The guy comes into Beverly Hills. He looks at me and goes, your metabolism is flawed. I said, thank you. But what's good is he'll do all the tests to show. He'll do the blood and the sperm and the the sputum. I don't know what he tests. The, uh, you know, your iodine level, whatever it is. He's in there and he'll just do the uh, the scans and the aortic and the uh, pulmonary, whatever it is. He'll get it done. Um, But... The thing is, these celebrities don't want this shit because they have the best, their access to the best thing. Mm. And a lot of them are very in very good shape. Yes. So they don't want it. And then some of them are a little, you know, like like some of them, them a, a lot of celebs got, the celebs that weren't mentioned in QAnon also got, like, were into QAnon. They're not like, I've talked to like A-list celebrities that believe the world is flat. 
And these are like A-list people. So my point is not like, hey, they should all get the vaccine. My mm-hmm. point is like anything that they believe, they don't usually publicly say it because mm-hmm. sometimes it's too controversial. And then sometimes it's like they've literally not done any. They just, someone told them one day when they were on shrooms that it, the world may be flat and they go, hey man, that makes a lot of sense. Because <laughs> a lot of the people out here don't know why they're here. They're just hot and they're kind of stupid and they're in this town and they have bazillions of dollars. Like, they blow me out of the water. They just have so much money. And life is odd. It's great, but it's odd. They're like, this is strange. And a lot of them get there kind of young. And like, I'm 36 and I just started to do well over the last few years. A lot of these people, they hit when they're young. So they don't really have that. Like, a lot of them talk about they had like a summer job for like four months. Mm-hmm. Like Shia LaBeouf made a movie about like what sleeping in a in a like a motel. Yeah, yeah. How long did he do that for? <laughs> Wasn't he on TV at like eleven? <laughs> and I know his dad was stealing his money, and I feel bad about that. But didn't that end kind of quickly? Pretty quickly. It yeah. wasn't a decade. Yeah. It wasn't like forever. I'm not minimizing what Shia LaBeouf would do. I'm a fan of his, and he hugged me once at the comedy store and said I was brilliant. Yeah, he's awesome. He won't, yeah. he won't remember, yeah. but he's a great kid, mm. and I don't care what he did to those dogs. <laughs> you got to, I'm, hey, you got to get in character. <laughs> the point is that I'm saying that a lot of these people, <laughs> Kathy Griffin used to have a joke about Jules. She's like, what, do you sleep in a car for a weekend? Mm. Like, the thing is, a lot of them just make the most out of these stories that just aren't that, some of them, like Tina Turner, that's a different story. She was getting her ass handed to her, okay? But a lot of these people, like, it's just not, it wasn't that horrible. They kind of got put on pretty quick, and they started making a lot of money. So when things like that happen, and you don't know, you got to really start to figure out, like, why the world is what it is. Like, you have to start thinking that, the you, you start thinking a lot about why things are the way they are. Because it's not like you struggled and worked hard and got really good at something and then it happened. It's just like you won a lotto. So you start thinking about things and you start trying to put things together in your own mind. You have a lot of adult responsibilities, but you may not have an adult brain. And some of the things that these people get into are not like based in reality. And I, res- I respect Nicki Minaj. Here's the thing with Nicki Minaj. She went out and said, hey, my, my friend, in, uh, my cousin's friend got... He, he was impotent, uh, and his balls got really big in Trinidad. Yeah, well, listen. And that's a cartoonish example, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it lends itself to um, people making fun of her, right? It lends itself to being made fun of. Totally understand that. But again, it's not a good idea when somebody goes, I want to do more research or I have a question to go, shut up, you stupid mm-hmm. bitch, mm-hmm. which is essentially what they did. And then she uh, she went at that Twitch guy. She said, uh, he said, Tucker's a white nationalist. And she went, right. I can't speak to, agree with, even look at someone from a particular political party. People aren't human anymore. If you're black and a Democrat tells you to shove marbles up your ass, you simply have to. If another party tells you to look out for that bus, Stand there and get hit. She's right about that. Mm-hmm. These these discussions are policed. And the policing doesn't work. It turns people off. Turns people off. When she goes, I want to do more research. I don't understand it. And everyone goes, what are you going to go to a fucking clinic and do research? You're a stupid bitch. You illiterate bitch. I mean, again, these are the progressive people, that, right? <laughs> you illiterate bitch. Like, these are the people that are supposedly. Mm-hmm. And then, so, you know, I hope Every, here's the thing, she's too rich. When she's got like 100 mil, when you have that kind of money, Mm -hmm. you start to stray on a lot of different issues, right? You start to stray. Go to Nicki Minaj net worth. 80, it's got to be more. It's probably a little more, but even 80 mil, you start to say to yourself, hey, I got a few things to Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. at $80 million. You go, I got a fucking, Mm -hmm. I got a take. And people, like, jumped on her for it. I just, I'm looking forward to the, I want every, I want all rappers to be Republicans. I I do. 
I want like Mitch McConnell and Lil Uzi Vert to mm. do like things together. I want Nicki Minaj to have a song with Laura Loomer. Mm. I'm getting the racks, racks, racks. I don't want to get the racks, racks, racks. Like I want just pure chaos. <laughs> Whereas like Kanye, but you saw with Kanye, like Kanye's a billionaire. You get to a certain level of money and you go, yeah, I just, I don't want to feel like there's anything that's off limits mm. to discuss, to just throw out there. But then, of course, everybody's like, but you have a platform and you have influence. And if you say something, well, then, and instead of analyzing why that is that these people have all this influence, instead of saying, why do we live in a country where no one listens to their parents, religious leaders, or the government, and they're listening to Nicki Minaj, instead of analyzing <laughs> that, we just go, no, you have to say everything we want you to say because you have this ma massive platform and people listen to you. And instead of going, well, listen, the family structure has like disintegrated to the point where children are like being raised by popular culture, which is a horrible idea, and getting information from celebrities is not good. That being said, it seems somewhat inevitable to a certain degree. So as a parent, I guess you should get between Nicki Minaj's tweet and your child, perhaps, if you feel like they should get the vaccine. Like, what I'm trying to understand here is the terror. People are terrified that, like, we're losing Nicki Minaj. Like, if Nicki Minaj has this point of view, God help us, what is next? Who will be next? She is a domino to fall, and when it is a, she falls, then what happens? Who will be next? Little baby? Who's coming next? Who will next say global warming isn't real? Who's going to do it? Will DJ Khaled talk about a border wall? What? Who's... Who's next? I think that's part of what this is. They go, we can't lose. And you are losing. By the way, the VMAs had less than a million views. Mm -hmm. Like, less than a million viewers. People are done. Oh, the MTV. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Yeah. No one cares. Man. You know what's interesting about all these people? And, you know, you saw it at the Met Gala. And somebody made, uh, it's weird. It's like, all of these people are... Some of them are really attractive and really hot. But also, we have this very interesting thing now where a, a, a fair amount of them are sexless. Mm. It's actually impossible to have a sexual fantasy about some of these people because they don't look human, and they display no human emotions. They display no humanity where you to, to fantasize about them, you have to create everything because they themselves, for whatever reason, they look ghoulish, and you just can't think of them sexually. They look like an art piece. And this is not specific to the Met Gala, although it's kind of on full display there. That was Grimes. Yeah, Grimes looks fine. But then people want to fuck her because she looks like the person in the video game. And, you know. Right. She looks like, yeah. But what I mean is, like, you know, Anna and Dasha over at Red Scare, I, were they the ones who said this? I don't know if I should quote them if they didn't say it. Someone said The Rock, fuck, maybe it was a comedian. I forget who said this. But they were talking about The Rock, and they were like, The Rock is just, it's weirdly, like, he's so great looking, but you don't want to fuck The Rock. There's something weird about it. I don't know who said it. But whatever it was, it was, it was a, I don't think it was, I don't think it was Red Scare. But my point is that a lot of the people that you see now, mm-hmm, for whatever reason, maybe it's because they're so, you know, they're they're so enhanced surgically. Or it's that the fashion is wild. Or it's that their personality, oh, they're all heavily medicated. Their personalities seem like, you know, like they had a microchip surgically implanted in them. Like, like Timothy Chalamet is a perfect example. He should be, like, good looking. Have you ever seen anyone that you felt was less biologically, like... He's an attractive dude, but do you look at Timothy Chalamet and go, let's fuck? Not really. And it's not that I'm insulting his looks. He's great looking technically, right? He's got a 
sharp jawline. He's got the hair. But he doesn't look like a human being. He looks like an idea. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine fucking or being fucked by Timothy Chalamet? Like, can you imagine any human thing happening with Timothy Chalamet? Can you imagine a lunch with Timothy Chalamet? Can you imagine sitting at a table with him while he, like, he would, like, play with an endive leaf, like, and, like, you know, put his hand through his hair and just kind of, like, kind of, he'd be, like, kind of, like, brooding and, like, he'd be, like, Ugh. like, I feel like he'd just keep getting closer to the table. He'd be, like, eh, eh. and I feel like he'd just make a sound like he wouldn't even talk. He'd just be, like, eh, <laughs> eh. like, that's a sound you would make. Like, you'd be sitting there and you'd be, like, the, the chicken is good and he'd go and he'd be wearing like all white and he'd just be like he just they'd give him a lemon he'd be like I just want a lemon and he'd be like is he, is he a human being it's my question I'm not being insulting no he's attractive and successful I can't hurt him I'm not trying to is that a person is that a person that when you're having sex with that person or when you're speaking to that person, is that person alive? That's my question with a lot of these celebrities. Are they alive? Mm-hmm. Like, if I met you, would you be alive? In a, in a way that I would understand. Mm-hmm. Or not. I'm not saying you, it has to be. So now the activists, they're retooling it, though. And now it's a documentary. And when does it premiere? Because I want to watch it. I bet it's just as bad as a documentary. And then we're going to talk about Meghan and Harry because I am such a fan of Meghan and Harry. And I love mm-hmm. more c- celebrities because everyone in this country hates elites. But, and we hate it. Yeah, yeah. But we like royalty, apparently. Look out for the activists on October 22nd. Well, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Uh, my favorite couple. I mm-hmm. think they're my favorite couple. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle so much is that um, they prove to me that we have a deep need and a desire for a certain type of celebrity. I don't know where this comes from. It's certainly uh, something that is deeply ingrained in our psyche. We want the, we like and love these types of people. We like high profile, glossy, uh, people that are, are vapid and don't have much going on in their heads, but think they do. Like they are under the impression They have big thoughts, big, big thoughts. Like Meghan and Harry, I've listened to both of them talk. Garden variety retards, both of them. She's hot, he's royal. Mm -hmm. But garden variety morons, either one of them. Just their level of eloquence. Like I'm an eloquent person. You may hate me, many do, but I'm eloquent I have a certain amount of intelligence that I convey with the broadcast twice a week, once here, once on Patreon. I watched Megan and I watched Harry. They were using their emotion to cover up the fact that they were not smart. They were not too smart. And they were, obviously it was an emotionally charged interview Mm. because they had just left the country Mm Uh, they had found out that the royal family is uh, r- racist, which was shocking. Um, up until now, they had only thought that the, the royal family uh, had murdered Harry's mother. But upon finding out that in addition to murdering Harry's mother, they were also quite insensitive on the topic of race. No good. Up until that point, you said... Well, they're just an Illuminati death cult that drink blood and live for a thousand years and have murdered my fiance's mother. (laughs) But we're going to give them a shot and let's see how evolved they are. And it turns out they're not too evolved. And I watched the uh, Oprah interview and we talked about it on the show. They're just not bright. 
So like many people, uh, but they believe they are bright. Be, they say the right things. They're like, there are so many people in the world without. Yes. There are so many people in the world without, which is why we have to come to Los Angeles and live in a beautiful mansion with round-the-clock security. We got to get a deal at Netflix and make documentaries about people that have fucked. That's what it is. They want to be on Netflix and make documentaries about people with cleft palates. That's kind of the direction they're heading in. Just like the Obamas who got a Netflix deal who should not have. No one, no politician should get an overall with Netflix. Mm. This should be a line in the sand. Mm. Nobody. They have a production company too. That's oh, well, why yeah. not? Yeah. They're probably doing The Activist. Yeah. Do you, if you <laughs> doubt for a minute that if, by the way, with no backlash, if there was no backlash, Meghan Markle is on episode three of The Activist talking about. Yeah. Racial sensitivity training mm. and the need to do it, you know, or the need to get rid of horses in Central Park <laughs> or whatever pet cause that episode three happened to be about, Meghan Markle would be on talking about it. Mm. Um, she's a Hollywood actress. I means she's ambition. She has uh, ambition. Um, actors are stupid people. They're not smart. Mm. Very few of them are intelligent. And the ones that are intelligent are much, much older. Young actors are, and we know many of them, they're insanely dumb to where it's noticeable. Have you ever been with someone who's so dumb it's noticeable? Where you look at someone else <laughs> as if to be in disbelief at what this person is doing. If you had lunch with Meghan Markle, you'd be stunned at how dumb she was. Not because she's black, because I wouldn't think she was black if I looked at her, because she's an actress who was on the show Suits. Okay. She's an actress. Harry is an idiot. He's an idiot for two reasons. Number one, he signed up to fight in the Afghanistan war. <laughs> that was a dumb move. You're a fucking prince. What are you doing that shit for? Number two, <laughs> I know it's heroic, I guess, after 9-11, yeah. but I think he signed up years after that. That's hilarious. And number two, I, he still believes in this dumb story that the paparazzi killed his mom. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just... So she gets him to leave his family. She goes, She goes. why do we want to stay here? And I get it. I'm for them. Why do we want to stay here? They're racist. The weather sucks. The food's shit. Let's go to L.A. We'll eat sushi by the pool every day. And we'll make documentaries about people with cleft palates. He goes, well, is it, is it when their face is all? Yes. She goes, and then every now and then we'll fly one of them over. We'll clean up their face. And we'll take them to Disneyland. But we got to get out of the U.K., and we got to come to the U.S. and we're going to go on Oprah. And then every idiot in America, but he's like, but they're mad at rich people. Not our kind of rich people. <laughs> she goes, I'm kind of black and you're an idiot. So you just, and you're willing to be emasculated. So you just sit there and eat your own cock on TV. I'll tell Oprah that they were chasing me around the Royal Palace with nooses. And then Netflix <laughs> will open up a suitcase full of money, and we'll go do documentaries about kids with cleft palates. Is it like where their lip is in their nose? Yes. Yes. Just Google it, Harry. So that's what went on. And I liked them. I, I used to not like them. I've now, I have a new thing now for the holidays. I believe everyone and I love everyone. This is positive me. I've been too cynical for too long, but I survived COVID. You know, and, and other than having seven or eight skin rashes at any given time, I'm relatively healthy. I'm in the, and, and Norm just died. We're losing people. You never know how long you get. Mm. So I've decided to love everyone and embrace. I have embraced uh, these two clowns. Mm. I like them. Yes, they're grifters. Yes, they're deeply unserious. And they're not that bright. But I respect how far they've gotten. Mm. So I am saying yes to them. Whereas in the past, I would have said no. I would have said, no, they're exploiting, they're this and that. Oh, shut up. Who cares? They're here, and it's fun. Watching people fawn over them. We like royalty. We love it. We like rich people. Stop pretending you don't like rich people. Stop pretending. The people that tweet about Marxism all day then talk about how much they love the real housewives. You just can't quit it. And nobody is a realer housewife than Meghan 
Markle, who married this ginger retard <laughs> and took him out of his racist family <laughs> so that they could live in Beverly Hills or wherever the fuck they live <laughs> and make documentaries about people without hands. On Netflix. Netflix, by the way, who's committed to just giving these people anything they want whenever they want. They're making a cartoon. What is the cartoon about? It's called Pearl. Yes. It's about a young girl who is inspired by influential women in history and counts David Furnish and Liz Garbus among its executive producers. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. The adventures Pearl. of a 12-year-old girl who's inspired by influential women in history. The series currently in development. It's all the information we have. That's it? Uh, she's on a journey of self-discovery as she tries to overcome life's daily challenges, says Well, Markle. that sounds great. Good for her, man. Do you know how many actresses that do a show like Suits just get thrown out in the street true. afterwards? Yeah. Meghan Markle parlayed that into a fucking royal wedding and then a year in or a couple of years in said, fuck that shit mm -hmm. and left. And I'm not saying the royal family was not racist to her. I'm sure they were. But that also didn't start when she got there. They didn't, like, become racist. She knew, like, it started probably early on when they confused her for the help nine times. They are probably ordering tea from her. An exciting tale that weaves together fantasy and history, Pearl focuses on a young girl who learns to step into her own power when she embarks on a heroic adventure and meets important women from history along the way. We're excited to develop this animated series with our partners at Archwell Productions and Story Syndicate. They're Archwell Productions. That's that's okay. who they are, yeah. Archwell Productions. So you know what this is going to be? Like, Pearl's going to go back. You know, there's going to be a scene where Pearl's like, Who are you? My name is Harriet. <laughs> Harriet who? <laughs> Harriet Tubman. We got a railroad. And you go, Oh, my God. This is the Underground Railroad? Yes, it is. This is so amazing. I can't believe it. You're so brave and strong. Yes, I am, child. But I'm not nearly as brave and strong as Meghan Markle. <laughs> Who's that? She was an actress on Suits. It's a TV show. <laughs> yeah? She married Prince Harry. You know the son of that woman they killed in a, in a thing, in the tunnel, and they said the press did it, but you know it was good because she was going to marry Dodi Al-Fayed. <laughs> He was Muslim. It's a whole thing. It's oil. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. Whatever. You got to follow Cynthia McKinney on Twitter. <laughs> what? Anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, I'm. Where's Cynthia McKinney at the Met Gala, by the way? Mm -hmm. That All she did was talk about 9-11 all day. Where's she? Where is she? Where's she? Well, here's what I'm saying, child. <laughs> I'm saying that I may be brave, but the bravest person ever is Meghan Markle. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm excited for that show. <laughs> I'll never get another special on anything ever again. Like, I will, I will, my special will be on like petboys.com. <laughs> I mean, it will be like, uh, it will be so far. Mm. Every day I hear about like another executive who genuinely hates me, who like brings me up by name in meetings that they do not like me. <laughs> I mean, we're selling so many tickets. This, this show's gotten so massive, mm. and uh, the offers have been slim. Slim to none. But that's okay. And then people ask you, they go, do you think you'll do a, a special? Mm. I go, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. Reach out. Let's reach out to Harry and, uh, Harry and Megan's. Let's call my agent right now on the air. And ask him if he can reach out. Hey, quick question. I know it's late. You're probably, yeah. I figured you were up with the kid. Is there any, do we think that there's any way that Archerwell Productions might like produce my special? That's the production company founded by Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. <laughs> Your tweet about that was amazing. No, but I mean, can we get me a meeting? Like, I think I should get a meeting with them. 
I love it. Why not? We should. You know what we should do is we should try over email, and then I'll forward you the emails, and you can post it or whatever. Let's just yeah, do that. Let's do that. See what they actually. Say. You know, folk, please pursue this, please. All right, thank you, brother. Get some sleep. That's what I like him because he he he'll get fired too. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care. You know what I mean? I mean, with his clients, I mean, he could do his job, you know, out of a rehab. You could just sit in a... <laughs> Archuel Productions. I want the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Do you... Does anyone not like this idea, though? Seriously. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge present Tim Dillon. I love it. It's great. We, we could do it over there. We go overseas and do it. No, they're here. Oh, right, right. We do it here. But they can't. We can't go there anymore because they're right. racist. Right. Because they're racist there. They came to a country with no racism, America. Because the royal family was so racist, they came to a place where the you know we have the least racist organization in America right here in the city, the LAPD. Mm-hmm. No, no, none of this was a plot. This was all well thought out, mm. made sense. Is it like with the cleft palate? Is it when? Is it like they bit an apple but it got stuck? Please Google it for him, someone. <laughs> All right. Are we going to see Oprah? Can I meet Lizzo? <laughs> Stop asking me questions. You're really fucking annoying me today. Okay, we're doing it. We're doing. We're we're skyping right now with uh, the leader of fucking. Some country we're about to demolish <laughs> for a TV show. Archerwell Productions. These people have me whacked. They'll have me done Diana style. They will do me in Diana style. Yeah, they'll whack you. We should have spent more time on uh, 9-11 this year, but we just kind of let it go by. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You can't. Here's the thing. How long can you discuss something? It's a good question. Doesn't mean it's not important that you don't care anymore or that I'm a Hollywood elite. You're a Hollywood elite. How many, what are you going to do? How many times are you going to ring the bell? It's, you know, I, I don't, you know. Yeah, man. I just think there's a very slim chance we're getting to the bottom of it. I don't think, I don't think we're getting to the bottom of it. You'll straight up go, I don't know. Your kids will ask you what happened on 9-11. You will straight up at a kitchen table go, I don't know. Go to school. Ask them. I pay taxes. Let them ask you what you're doing. People said I was going to have a 9-11. Did you ever listen to a podcast episode that last podcast on the left did about 9-11 that was like an the amazing- three-parter? No. It was like a nine-hour yeah. epic. Never, I never, never listened to I've it. I've never listened to that show. But uh, me and you I have, have friends that, that love- My friend Ryan from Long Island loves- Last podcast on the left, and I know Ben, and I know Henry, mm-hmm. but, and I've known Marcus, mm. but I've n- never really listened. But I heard that it was like the best thing ever. Mm. It was in- insanely well researched. The documentary is uh, "9 Eleven: The New Pearl Harbor." If so you want to watch a document, it's a fun four or five hour thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Show the kids. Mm. It's fun. Archerwell Productions <laughs> presents the activist. On this episode of The Activist, we have a special guest. Please welcome Meghan Markle. That's like Project One Runway. Like, all the activists are standing on the stage and they're like, oh my God. They're like, it is a dream to meet you. And Meghan Markle's like, today's challenge is this a schoolboy with a water gun was shot in the face. And everyone's like, this. Everyone's like, oh no. They're like, by three racist detectives. We've got 48 hours to come up with a strategy, including a slogan, merch, a big social media push, live direct action, sit-ins, parades, and music. I need you guys to be utilizing everything. All of your celebrity contacts, all of your big social media names. The name of the game here is cross-marketing. We need to have a fucking, we need a fund set up ASAP, we need to start fucking filling that with money so that we can get these events off the ground, okay? Now, remember, I don't really know the kid's name, but it's about him. And they're like, yeah, yes, it is. Yes. 
So there was like, he was shot in the face. Yes. So in the slogan, I think we should use the visceral nature of the horror of what happened. So then it'll cut to them. They'll be in like confessionals and be like, as soon as I heard shot in the face, I knew I had the perfect slogan. If it's in the face, it's about race. It was brilliant. I knew you won right there. When you came out with, and then at the end when they're doing the judging, they're like, when you came out with, if it's in the face, it's about race, we knew immediately that we had a winner. And they're crying, thank you so much, Megan, I love you. They're like, listen, it was brilliant. The chanting was brilliant. Your direct action was great when you screamed in the face of that crossing guard and put it up on Instagram. You know, the the merch wasn't exactly what we wanted. We didn't love all of the designs. And we thought they were a little too visceral. You know? And they were like, yeah, I shouldn't have went with the with the gun and with the face and the gun. Something more like and they're like, we find it's like Nina Garcia sitting there from Project Runway. Yeah. She's like, we find when the event is incredibly heinous, we do more symbolism. Everyone's like, yes. <laughs> they all nod at each other, like they're getting the wisdom. They're like, yes, more symbolism. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much. Megan's like, thank you so much. You're all so brave to be here on the CBS lot filming this show. But that's what it is. And God, I mean, God, can you believe the finale? Like what they would have done for the finale. Oh, man. Like the levels of depravity that they would have sunk to for the finale. (laughs) The levels of depravity that they would have sunk to for the finale. Mm. Like the things they would have pitched. Maybe not done or got the green light to do, but the ideas that they would have thrown out Mm. there would have been so horrible and and, and so grotesque because you're like, we got to pull out all the stops. Mm. We got to pull out all the stops, you know? They're like, we want everything, you know? There are only two activists left. Today is the final decision to see who will be the best activists in America. Take your blindfolds off. (laughs) Look around. You're standing in Minneapolis, Minnesota, (laughs) not a few blocks away. from the birthplace of this movement where George Floyd was killed. There's a chest in front of you. In that chest, there are two boxes. Pick one. The box will open and you will have different things you can use for your final project. Some will be phone numbers of George Floyd's family. Some will be addresses Some will be pictures. Some will be pictures of racist gangs that have infiltrated the Minneapolis police. Please join me right now. And they would bring out, they'd bring out like a ton of people. They'd be like, please welcome our celebrity judges, Michelle Obama. Greta Thunberg. (laughs) And Michael Brown's mother. (laughs) You have three hours to complete your challenge, which is making a collage to show how far we still need to go with race relations. Your time starts now. Man. And they would have done it. They would have done it all. They would have done it all, but mm. the people unfortunately got in the way of that. Mm. Because let me tell you right now, there's nobody who understands um, humanity less than the people whose job it is to showcase it for you on television every night. Nobody understands the human condition less than the people whose job it is to bring it to you. Um, we're on tour, timdillancomedy.com. Uh, we're adding second shows in Atlanta. We're adding a second show in San, uh, San uh, Sacramento. We're adding a second show in Atlantic City. Uh, we're adding second shows all over the place. Things are selling out. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it.
The Vax mandate shit is wild. Uh, some some of them you could bring. Hopefully, you could just bring a negative test if you don't want to be vaccinated. Every comic in the world is having to deal with this right now. It's fucking annoying. Hopefully, this is over sooner rather than later. Um, and this insanity does not persist. You know, I've always said it doesn't make a ton of sense to me that if you can get and spread COVID, why you need uh, to show that you have the vaccine. It's a weird... It's strange. I think it's a freak out that people are having. I think that ends in a few months. And I think people hopefully forget about this and abandon this. Um, I could be wrong about that. After 9-11, no one abandoned anything. Um, But I just think three years from now when no one... Who's still going to do this? No, no. When there's no... You know, when Mm. nobody's had COVID, you Mm. know? Who's still going to be like, show me your back? Yeah. Like, I think it's just... Ivermectin. No one's going to care. It's going to be... We're going to move on, I believe. There'll be another thing then mm. that they'll we'll be getting fucked with. Mm. Uh, but the shows are selling really well. We're very excited to be out there performing. Sam Talent's going to be on the road with us. Mm. A fucking amazing comedian. TimDillonComedy.com for tickets. Tim J. Dillon, D-I-L-L-O-N, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you want to follow me and um, go grab tickets. L.A., Night after Thanksgiving at the region, or where? No, at the Wiltern in LA. Korea November 26th, Friday. November 26th. Night after Thanksgiving at the Wiltern. Gonna have a lot of fun there. I'm excited about that show. Excited about the Beacon Theater. A few tickets left. It's almost sold out. Um, Patreon episodes out every Tuesday. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not. Tim Dillon Show. We do appreciate that. People talk about merch. We don't have any right now. I mean, we'll get some maybe by the holidays, but I don't know. Mm. We might do one thing for the holiday. In the winter, yeah. We might just do one hoodie. Mm-hmm. Something super simple. We don't know what it'll be yet. But uh, thank you, everybody, for buying tickets. We're going to have uh, a ton of fun out there. And we're going to bring... There's going to be some fun surprises... On some of the shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm hoping that this ends in a special produced by the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. That's the hope. The Duke and the Duchess of Sussex. Oh, let's play this before we go. Oh, yeah. So this is... Everybody um, was up in arms about Kensington Avenue in Philly. Yeah, we were talking to Gillis about this. He says it's rough. Shane, Shane says it's rough. rough. Yeah. It looks fine to me. Play it. Okay, let's hear it. Tim Lane views on this. Dude, I've been all over this country. That's not even that bad. That's not even that bad. She's got something in her ear. This is fine. There's Alexis. Everyone's response to this was, I can't believe this is America. I can't believe this is... And I guess if you haven't traveled... Yeah, if you, you haven't like, gone no. anywhere. You, this, this, to me, doesn't even look that bad. It looks like a play where they're all going to get up, you know, like Les Miserables. They're going to be like, at the end of the day, or another day colder. That's all they can say for the life of the poor. It's a struggle, it's a war, and we're hoping that Meg and Markle and Pratari make a documentary about our lives. Because then they'll be better. Good night. <laughs>